Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios. They took it away. Now, Ed, we just did a segment that was so great that Jared sitting in the studio, instead of listening to us, retweeted a tweet that says, seriously, a monkey could bartend. This is the Press Box. The last two days on our opening segments, there's two segments we have for the best of. Now, you're probably going to have to play them on a loop because there's not a lot of best of on the show. But we got to pay attention during these times. With Grady and Bischoff. Coming up next, we find out if monkeys can bartend. On ESPN Las Vegas. Oh, what a night it was. Draft, NBA, Major League Baseball, a lot of stuff going on. It's Ed, Tyler, and Jared. You know, it was pretty funny last night. We were out at the Raiders facility during the draft. They didn't have a pick. So we're all just sitting there the entire night. Had dinner. How long were you there? You had dinner? Sure. Um, got there at about, well, it started at 5, right? Yeah, the got actual there draft. there at 3.30. Raiders.com's oh, Cassie Soto will review dinner last night. <laughs> she wasn't there. Yeah, she, oh, was, she was at the actual draft. She was, draft. The actual she was draft. actually yeah. covering things. Yeah. Ed over here covered a team that didn't get a single yeah. phone call all night. Hey, that makes it more difficult. <laughs> If you're actually yeah, if you're actually somewhere where things are happening, it's easy to cover. When you're somewhere and you're just kind of waiting for Josh McDaniels to come in, and he came in and smiled, he goes, "You guys are all here." So you were there for like six hours. Yeah, I mean, I still wrote about Devonte Adams, but it yeah. was one of those things where you're like, <laughs> I, st- I still about, wrote about Devonte Adams. He was their real number one pick, but yeah, <laughs> we were there for a long time. For the Raiders to do absolutely nothing, which, and I mean, not that we expected I mean, them to, but no, but you have to be there. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, that, you know, you don't show up and then they trade into the first round and people are like, where were you? All of a sudden, Darren Waller's gone. Yeah, exactly. He goes from on stage opening the draft and trading yeah, to Green Bay. We were kind of making not fun of it, but we're like, boy, I hope they don't trade this guy. He just opened the draft. He's that's, up on the stage. That's how they opened the draft. Roger Goodell is like, and uh, Darren Waller is here. Uh, the Green Bay Packers have traded pick 29. We have, we have a trade to announce. He looks over at Wally. He goes, you better get off the stage. You're a Darren, the now. Packers fans are right in that section. Yeah, You're going to want to swim the guy with the cheese over head. there. The guy with the cheese head. Oh, well. The first bite. With the 22nd pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Quay Walker, linebacker, Georgia. Sorry, I just felt the need to play that. The Press Box First Bite is brought to you by the Cofield and Company podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Has the NFL broken the wide receiver market? You mean by all these guys signing huge deals and now everyone looking for the next Justin Jefferson? I mean that teams are somehow not, I should say this, uh, half the teams are afraid to pay their wide receivers. Like, so they're looking for these. uh, That's why there was a run on them last night. They're all looking for the next cheap guy. Last night and hell this offseason, even though we had some quarterbacks change teams is because the name is Russell Wilson. This offseason, it seems to have completely changed what's happening with wide receivers. And people want to blame the Christian Kirk contract in Jacksonville. That poor guy. I've got to give <laughs> I gotta say right away. This guy's been blamed for everything that's ever happened in the NFL for like the last fifty years. Anything bad? Every time this comes up, it's like, well, that Christian Kirk guy, he got all that money, so everyone else is getting paid. He didn't deserve it. <laughs> but we've had we okay. Before the draft, right? In the offseason before the draft, Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill got traded. Two guys that are, you know, top five receivers in the league or wherever you want to put them at the very top of the league. And then last night during the draft, A.J. Brown gets traded. And all three of those guys get traded for a first-round pick. 
There were other trades, right, where, you know, Amari Cooper got traded earlier this year. Hollywood Brown got traded last night during the draft. Those didn't go for first-round picks. But you had even more wide receivers getting moved. moved. And then at the same time, six wide receivers went in the top 20. And that's the first time that has ever happened, where that many wide receivers went that early in the draft. And it's just this, to me, it's a weird spot. Because let me ask it to you this way. Take Tennessee and Kansas City. Green Bay kind of had to because Devontae Adams told him they didn't, he didn't want to play for him anymore. But if you take Kansas City and Tennessee, why do they not want to pay their number one wide receiver? It's a great question. And after what Josh McDaniels said last night, I'm not so sure because he said they're as valuable as they come now, as valuable as any position. So that's where the fascinating part is because on the flip side of that, the Raiders were willing to pay him. Hell, the Packers were reportedly willing to pay Devontae Adams, too. He just said he didn't want to play there anymore. But the Raiders were willing to pay top dollar for a receiver. The Eagles were willing to do it for A.J. Brown. And the Dolphins were willing to do it Tyree Kill. for Tyree Kill. And this is where it's fascinating to me because we talk a lot about rookie contracts and quarterbacks and the value you get of a rookie quarterback or a quarterback on his rookie, right, contract. On his rookie contract. If you get a... Justin Herbert for those first four years, you need to cash in. And we've seen the chargers granted, they haven't made the playoffs, but this off season, they've gone all in, you know, roster wise on adding new pieces because they don't have to pay Justin Herbert a lot of money for at least a couple more seasons. I wonder if we're about to get to that same point with wide receivers because same point as quarterbacks where you just get the young guy, right. and you let him go on the rookie deal where it can be, where are we going to be at a point where it's, more valuable to have a slightly above average wide receiver on a rookie deal than a great wide receiver making $25, $30 million a year. Well, if the draft the is, is. Any, any indication, your point is well taken. And I and that's I wonder sort of who ultimately wins in this scenario. Does the, the Packers, Chiefs, and Titans win here where they said, we're not paying our wide receiver big money? Or is it the Raiders, Eagles, and Dolphins that win who Take went out and got, well, we know that guy's good. Right. We'll pay him and we'll deal with whatever cap consequences we have. It's it's a fascinating place and it feels like the wide receiver market just completely blew up this offseason and teams are making two very different decisions. Were you surprised then the Packers and Chiefs didn't go for a wide receiver? I know the Packers today, their GM, or last night the GM said that basically said, yeah, we know we need a wide receiver, but we weren't going to reach, and none of the wide receivers left for us when they, they picked 22 and 29. He basically said none of them were – they graded – they didn't have any that were good enough to go 22 and 29. So basically we're not reaching. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I guess the Packers probably, if they desperately thought they needed a receiver, probably should have traded up. But right. we've also seen – They've got Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> we've also seen wide receivers go outside of round one and be really good. So conceivably True. they can grab they one can in find round two one. and be good. It's – I do wonder, we've talked a lot about like Jamar uh, Chase and Justin Jefferson and what those two guys have done the last two years as rookies where they have been unbelievable, asserted themselves in the top, whatever, 10 of wide receivers in the NFL, and they're making very little money. And if you can get that, right, like the Titans traded away A.J. Brown and they drafted Traylon Burks with that pick. If Burks is that in year one, then the Titans are going to look like genius. The big if. Because, exactly, they had they traded away, they don't have to pay A.J. Brown, and they're going to get Traylon Burks, who could give them the same production. But like you said, it's a big if. And there is Henry Ruggs, right? There is a bunch of wide receivers that have been taken that are not 
thousand yard guys that did not work out very well for teams. And that's sort of the big question mark. And this is why I'm fascinated on which, which side will be right. The teams that are saying, Hey, we're not paying big name wide receivers or the team saying, yep, let's go. We'll, we'll give them 25, 30 million, whatever the hell the number is per year. One of my favorite fun facts about Lazard for the Packers was that Aaron Rodgers went, who's that tall guy over there? Yeah, get him, get 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 him over here. Throw him, like I'll throw to him. That's not a, that's not a, that that's genuinely how that happened. Any of the teams that traded for big name wide receivers, any any of them good? The big name wide receivers? No, no, the teams. Oh, <laughs> the I don't know if the big name wide receivers are. Not really. That's what. That's why they. That's why they. I think we're picking where they are picking. This is the and this is the interesting part about trying to decide who sort of makes the right decisions. Packers and Chiefs got rid of their wide receivers. I think the Packers and Chiefs can both still win a Super Bowl without mm-hmm. Devontae Adams and without Tyree Kill. Raiders, Dolphins, and Eagles traded for big-name wide receivers. I don't know that any of those teams are winning the Super right. Bowl. Hell, two of the three probably missed the playoffs. And they won't make the playoffs. So it's it's a, it's a weird – I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what to do with the wide receiver market because – it's gone up so much in terms of the pay of these guys and teams have made two very drastic decisions this off polar opposites. Yeah. And I, I don't know exactly which one because normally you would think Devonte Adams is worth it. Normally you would think oh, that guy's been incredible. That guy's gotta be worth it. But same with Tyree kill, same with AJ Brown, but we've seen multiple teams say it's not worth it to us. That's not worth it. We've got to find another way to build this roster. And I'm, and more so or more so are about the latter. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. The other thing, by the way, specifically on the Titans, why on earth are they not paying AJ Brown? I don't know. He's, he's 20, 24. 24 years old. He's 24 years old. He's not, I mean, is he even in his prime yet? He's 24. Yeah. Like Devontae Adams is 29, which isn't old, but 30 ish is when wide receivers right. usually start to climb. I could understand if you looked around and said, Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill. We don't want to pay you because your best years are probably behind you. Maybe you have another one or two left, but most likely your best years are behind you. AJ Brown's deal with the tight with the Eagles is four years, a hundred million dollars. He's twenty four. I feel pretty confident he's yeah. going to be a good wide receiver yeah. for the next four seasons. But that's not even it. The guaranteed money is only fifty seven, which probably makes this in reality a two year contract. I, could you be any more confident than a 24 wide receiver for two more years? I mean, like, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather have him than Devontae Adams? I, yeah, I think I would. I would too. Because Adams has been better, but A.J. Well, Brown... Five years is yeah, a lot. ...is younger by a, a, lot, a significant by a lot. margin. And he's been playing with Ryan Tannehill, not Aaron Rodgers, which I think makes a difference. But yeah. like, I, I, if, you, if you were going to pay a wide receiver a big contract, it's the 24-year-old yes. A.J. Brown. It's the 24-year-old star. On, on just a four-year deal that might in reality only be a two-year deal. Right. If you don't want to pay wide receivers over 30, sure, whatever. But the guy that's 24? Who are the Titans actually going to pay besides Derrick Henry? Like, if, yeah. you're, if you're a Titans fan today and they didn't give that contract to A.J. Brown, are you looking around saying, well, who the hell are we going right. to pay? What if this Traylon Burks guy is awesome? Are we just not going to pay him too? Derrick Henry just bought a soccer team. <laughs> You got to pay that guy. <laughs> so I, it's, he wasn't invested in the community. You got to trade him. It's just a, a fat that to me was the, 
in a draft that the first 10 picks was about as boring as 10 picks could be in an NFL draft. But we finally got some trades going right. there in the, the second. I think 10. there were nine trades. Yeah. And it was like tripled the amount there yeah. were last year's first round. Yeah, I think there were nine. I was trades. just fascinated by what happened in terms of the wide receiver market and how the AJ Brown trade happened. And by the way, Devo Samuel did not get traded. Uh, my hot take. Yeah. Did uh, not get traded. And there were nine trades. I thought out of nine, I'd at least get one of them. Nine trades. And, and he's not one of them. And a Ed. star wide receiver got traded. And Ed, you got you to gotta, you gotta frame it as though, oh, well, as soon as they, said, as soon as they saw I was saying that they should trade him, <laughs> you they went, the oh, yes. wow, he's so valuable. You up the market. You, you ruined yeah, the market. Yeah, yeah. You got you, you to gotta flip it. You got to Stephen A. Smith. Your and take. take credit for it? Yeah, you got to take credit. The reason he didn't get traded because, I gave because my you take. said he should be traded. Speaking of Stephen A. Smith, not to suggest anybody not listen to this show, but I saw first take on their like little preview. It just said at the bottom, Stephen A. goes off on Kyrie. Whoa. We have ESPN on in the studio? Wait, where did Charm yeah, go? Yeah, where did Charm go? Oh, yeah. You guys miss you guys missing Charm today? It's one of our favorite things yeah, is while it. you're just not watch. in the studio, you'll reference like, I'm, oh, I just saw a Chiron on ESPN and Ed and I will look at each other, look up and go. We're watching we Alyssa Milano. Be yeah, quiet. Yeah, we got Shannon <laughs> Doherty Come on, going. Be quiet. <laughs> All right. We've got a Las Vegas Desert Dogs fan pack to give away. There's a new pro sports team coming to Vegas, and it is a box lacrosse team. The Las Vegas Desert Dogs are coming to Vegas. We've got a fan pack for you. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number five. Embiid. Oh, he does the airplane move, and they react here in Toronto. He did it in that series three years ago. They've been teasing him about it. Young money, Wayne. When I played here in New Orleans, Lil Wayne used to come to games all the time that's been my big brother for a long time you know what i mean so i made sure i wore, wore this chain he gave me years ago for the night because this it's nothing like playing here in this city you know what i mean it's nothing like it i know i didn't went to other teams and all that but the energy here the way that they show so much love to the players to the uh, to your family you know when i walk in they ask me if my parents here and all that so uh and then willie so many different ties you know to this team garrett temple Gary Clark played in my AAU program. He's on the team. You know what I mean? So there's so many different ties to uh, to New Orleans, and it always will be. He lobs it to Bogey. He's open for three. He misses. And the Mavericks have eliminated what the a Utah play. Jazz. What a play. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Congratulations to John. He won the Las Vegas Desert Dogs fan pack. Las Vegas Desert Dogs is bringing lacrosse to Las Vegas. Season tickets are available at LasVegasDesertDogs.com. Wayne Gretzky, Dustin Johnson, Steve Nash, and Josai are the owners bringing lacrosse to Michelob Ultra Arena at the Mandalay Bay. Season starts in December. Uh, We had three... Let me ask you if you're disappointed in this, Ed. We had three game sixes last night in the NBA. None of those series are going to seven. The teams that could clinch all clenched. I like game sevens. Right. Like, I like game sevens. We, yeah, I'm if, disappointed. If Memphis wins tonight, we will have zero game sevens. In the first round. In the first round, which be a little bit of a disappointment. Uh, hey, as a fan of not injuring basketball players, eh, take a day off. 
as a fan of basketball, I want to see more basketball. <laughs> Fair and, enough. And the one like the one type of game that you want to see the most is the game seven. But Sixers blew out the Raptors. Second half, they embarrassed them. Uh, the Suns came back to beat the Pelicans and the Mavericks won a close one over the Utah Jazz, all three teams moving on to the second round. So let me let me ask you this. The Suns, they got Devin Booker back last night. He played 32 minutes, by the way. So much for Wasn't a minute he supposed to play 18? <laughs> like 32 is not a full load, but no, it's but pretty it's damn more close. Than 18. Uh, he only he scored 13 points, 5 of 12 shooting, so not really a vintage Devin Booker, but he did come back there. Do you put any stock into Phoenix struggling with New Orleans, needing six games to beat an eight seed? Does that mean anything to you as far as the next series go when they take on Dallas? It doesn't because of the absence of Booker. It doesn't be And if he's back, and obviously he's pretty rusty last night, the, uh, five of 12 shooting, 32 minutes, um, not make any, does not make uh, me worry about the Suns against the Mavericks, even as good as Luke is. Booker missed three games in that series. Yeah, it's a and lot. I think... If you told me at any point Devin Booker's going to miss three games in a series, I think the Suns lose from here on out, right? right? If he, if he misses, oh, from here on out. Yeah, yeah. If, he, if he misses yeah. three against Dallas, I think they lose. If he misses yeah. three in the Western Conference Finals, I think they lose. He, he loses. So that could be a big uh, determination because, again, Devin Booker supposedly, again, he was supposed to be on a minutes restriction, played 32, but supposedly is not at 100%. So conceivably, Devin Booker could get hurt again. He could pull that hamstring sure. or strain that hamstring or whatever could yeah. happen to that hamstring or something else because we've seen every player in this sport seemingly get hurt. But I'll give you I'll give you this prediction for you. Uh-oh. The Mavericks beat the Suns. Really? Yeah. How many? Six. So it ended in Dallas. End in Dallas, yes. Six games. That's your hot take. That's my hot take for round two. Well, it seems better than Debo Samuel getting <laughs> traded during the NFL draft, so you've probably got a better hot take than I did. We, we are not doing well with our hot takes. No, uh, our hot if takes we, if, we, if we count these up here. Because uh, I also had Ben Simmons playing more games than Luca, and that's not even going to be that's close to true. <laughs> Luca got a whole other series. Yes, Luca's about to play like ten, 10 games. games. Ben Simmons might not play ten games. The I rest had Debo Samuel getting career. traded. Yeah, last night. Yeah, so uh, you've the, got your hot take probably has a better chance than well, it has a better chance than the other two, obviously, because they didn't happen. But of the three, I would think your hot take has a chance. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated to see because. Jalen Brunson's become a legitimately good player. Jalen yep. Brunson was very good in that series. Now, Phoenix is much, much better, better than Utah. Than Utah. So Jalen Brunson might suddenly be useless, but I don't think so. I think Jalen Brunson is going to remain a very quality number two. And Devin Booker not at 100%. Devin Booker potentially missing more games. I, I think that Luka Doncic and Jalen Brunson might be enough. Yeah. By the way, I, I guess I knew this, but it didn't really like hit home with me, but the Mavericks had not won a playoff series since, since they, they won, won the, the finals. That's amazing. Especially right. with Luca the last few years, yeah. you thought they'd get one. They haven't done basically a decade of the Mavericks not winning a series after winning a title, especially with Mark Cuban yeah. on the yeah. sideline going insane, going nuts and are looking at his phone and being like, wait, they're shutting us down. Well, I was I was surprised tonight. I totally forgot this. I totally forgot that the Warriors had missed the playoffs two straight years. Yeah, that was I was like because they're talking Ooh, they about were Steph, bad. And Steph. Yeah, and Steph talking about how Steve Kerr in the fourth quarter looked at him and said, "You know, we haven't been here in a while. Like to close things out." And I'm like, "Man, they did miss two years in a row because <laughs> they're so good now. You kind of forget." Probably the best two years to miss though. 
bubble year and the 60 something game season yeah like if, you, if you're gonna have injuries derail you your franchise for a couple of years i knew they had injuries i just thought done. you make you know you can't get the ac no. or the play in the, the pelicans are too good those definitely feel like the two years you go three two one cancun oh wait we can't travel internationally <laughs> uh did you see the story about rudy gobert though oh this gosh. is before the game from 10 mcmahon rudy gobert got stung on the nose by a bee he caused COVID and now he's causing this. From the hive he owns at his house, there's some swelling, but he can see fine. Rudy Gobert owns bees? What honey. is he, my mom? Wants his own honey. Yeah, he's your yeah. mom. What's he doing in Utah owning bees? Oh, is he okay? Utah, Utah actually seems he, like a good place to own bees. Is he saving the bees? Because that's like, my mom's all about you got to save the bees. Oh, Apparently, the, apparently yeah. the bee population. Yeah, the bee is population. Being is absolutely. She will. Yeah. Ever since Seinfeld was in the bee movie. In I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? What the hell is the bee? You tell me the movie about bees. It's, and they called it's it the literally bee, called bee. And they movie. called it the it's bee movie. Bee movie. Is this supposed to be a play on like? Hey, Sein- it's a B-level movie. Yes, because well, Jerry is. Seinfeld is, is the, the main, main character. The main bee. All right, sounds stupid. He's known for acting. <laughs> I won't be watching it. But he's a bee. What that are you saying? Sounds, it doesn't sound like acting. What's going on? But like in Mississippi, he sounds like Steve Cofield. Will drive a truck around and spray pesticides. They'll just yes. drive it through your neighborhood or whatever. My mother has some sort of flag or whatever that's supposed to tell those people to not spray when they drive her past house. her house because I guess that pesticide. Can kill Kills her the bees. bees. So Did your mom do the whole bee saving honey, all that stuff. I mean, she, does she go to hive with the mask on? Yes. And the oh gloves? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, pulls, she deals pulls with out the, the little slots and gets the honey out. She and, does all that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, have I told you how we how she got bees? No. In the wall of her garage, my girlfriend actually noticed a bunch of bees flying in and out, and she's like, "There's a bunch of bees flying into your house." <laughs> And my mom had somebody come out. They removed the paneling. Yep, there's a giant hive back there. Some guy came out, and they just moved it to her backyard, and they survived. And now she's just had these bees, and she's bought more hives since then, too. Really? Yeah. That one was just by happenstance. She got some bees and was like, all right, buying some beekeeper gear and going out to get some honey. My goodness. Oh, when she's life got a gives lit- you bees, you make honey. She has a literal, literal farm at her house. Yes. She ha- lives on a farm. Yeah, she moved after all her kids moved away to even more remote than where she was living in Mississippi and has a bunch of land and has turned it into a mini farm. Oh, good and for her. Somewhere saving, on that land is like four beehives. Yeah, saving them, whatever she's doing with them. She's eating half of them. The real plan for her. Coming up next, Ben Brown joins the show. Press box path to the draft here on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 a.m. and 100.9 FM is brought to you by the iconic Sahara Las Vegas. Joining us now from Pro Football Focus is Ben Brown. Good morning, Ben. I'm going to I'm going to ask you to kind of do my job because I've been a bad radio host and didn't like come on with a hot take more just an observation and questions. What what are we supposed to do with the wide receiver market in the NFL where half the teams are sort of deciding, 
hey, we are perfectly fine paying the big name wide receiver and other teams are like, you know, 24 year old AJ Brown, there's no way we can give him a new contract. I don't think Ben's there. No. Maybe Ben is there and we can't hear him. You there, Ben? Can you hear me? Hey, oh, there you are. Did there you, you are. hear me that whole time? I could not. No, oh. for some reason there was uh it was just radio silent on my end. All so right. I blame Jared. Jared's fault, obviously. Yeah, that 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 was my fault. It has nothing to do with the fact that we've had technical issues all week. Doesn't matter. Overcome, Jared. All right. I, here, here's the question I have for you, Ben, because I, I need your help doing my job because I don't have a hot take. I just sort of have an observation and questions. We have seen this offseason and then last night in the draft, some teams have said, hey, we're perfectly fine paying the big name wide receiver a whole bunch of money. Other teams have said, you know what, 24-year-old A.J. Brown, we can't possibly give you another contract. What's happened here with the wide receiver market, and why do you think there's such a drastic difference in the way some teams are viewing wide receivers? Yeah, I think I think there's a, a little bit of a disconnect as far as how valuable that particular position is if you do have that alpha, you know, 1A type of wide receiver, right? We have seen teams who... Have, have, have strung together, you know, successful seasons, relying on a, a number of different guys and taking more of a, well, we want three pretty solid guys instead of one really good guy uh, at our wide receiver position. I do think you're seeing that, you know, kind of start to change the dynamics for how teams are building uh, their specific wide receiver rooms. And I also think uh, it's shifting based on uh, allocation of resources for where, for where teams are spending, right? Like the, the, the Titans, uh, are in a really bad spot because they paid up for uh, Ryan Tannehill. They paid up for Derrick Henry, two spots where, you know, we'd love to see him pay up for an actual legitimate top five type quarterback, but Ryan <laughs> Tannehill hasn't necessarily been that. And so the follow-up from that is losing a guy like A.J. Brown uh, when you do need to get to that second deal with him, even though he probably is, you know, the key to their offense and probably the one guy that they absolutely do need uh, in their locker room. So uh, I think I think from that perspective, it's been, you know, a little bit, uh, concerning if you are, you know, paying uh, a quarterback on a veteran deal substantial money, and you're still kind of concerned about him being, you know, a top ten, top fifteen type guy at that particular position. I do think that's where you're starting to see a little bit of change in philosophy, and these guys actually end up moving on from a wide receiver that that it seems like they should absolutely want to keep. I would say. Yeah, he's 24 years old. We were talking earlier. Devontae Adams is 29. The Raiders paid him. You'd think with A.J. Brown, I don't even know if he's if he's in his prime yet. I know you're talking about Tannehill and, and Derrick Henry and what they did, but that was a shocker that they would move on from him at 24. Yeah, yeah, and I do think maybe there's some, you know, just he's obviously disgruntled in a number of situations with his contract. Maybe he, you know, for sure wanted out uh, of Tennessee and just kind of kept that close to the vest. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate that Tennessee put themselves in a position where they probably couldn't keep their best offensive player uh, and, and, and you're right. We have we have maybe not even seen uh, the ceiling type of performance for AJ Brown yet. So I do think it's a, it's, it's an absolute win from my perspective uh, for for a team like Philadelphia and going and getting a guy that they absolutely need to be as their number one wide receiver. And I think they have and they answered that. And I think in a, in a similar vein, uh, the Raiders did that with Devontae Adams. It was something that they probably absolutely had to do to compete in the AFC West. So uh, I applaud them for at least rolling the dice and making uh, making the correct decision in order to compete in 2022. And I do think that's uh, probably the reason for why they made that particular move. Were you eager to go bet Eagles win total, Eagles to win the division, anything like that after the trade? So, I, so I've, actually, I've actually locked in uh, a few Eagles 
few Eagles futures before this, so I'm kind of riding it out right now, but I did have them, you know, plus 300, plus 300 in uh, the NFC East. I do have them at a plus price to make the playoffs as well, so I'm kind of, you know, waiting and seeing how the market actually digests this news. I think they've moved up just a little bit uh, in the division futures and uh, futures market, but I do think they are definitely a team uh, that is going to be in contention to not only win that division, get into the playoffs, but probably make some noise uh, once they do actually get there given the state of the NFC and the conference in general. I do think, I do think Jalen Hurts is going to be able to make that next step uh, and actually be a guy that can actually, you know, win a playoff game for them in Philadelphia. Do you take any shots, any props last night in terms of the players and where they went? I did. I had some, I, uh, I, I, unfortunately, I really needed over 4.5 cornerbacks. So those last two selections going Safety defensive back type players was a little bit painful for me. Uh, I would have really liked to see the Bengals take uh, a cornerback instead of the safety as well, because I did have an exact position with them. Uh, but overall, it was it was a fairly uh, fairly solid draft. I didn't have any like outlandish plus you know plus plus you know a thousand type uh, hits that other people had or anything like that. But I did have you know a few Quay Walker. Uh, hits and some other props that actually came through to make it a slightly profitable uh, NFL draft so far. But uh, it never sleeps. We're on to day, day two, round two and three already, I would say. Uh, did anyone outside of Philadelphia do anything last night that you think should change uh, their win total or Super Bowl or even just division odds? I mean, I do think the Jets had, you know, if, if we're evaluating based solely on how they drafted, I do think the Jets had, uh, you know, one of the most, what, by far the best draft this year, but I also think it maybe would be one that could m- maybe move the needle a little bit, but I don't think it necessarily got there enough. But uh, overall, the Jets, I think, were really successful. I do, you know, the Giants are getting a lot of love as well uh, for getting, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. Um, I like that, but um, all these moves right now just probably aren't enough to move the needle whatsoever in the futures market, I would say. So um still think the Jets are probably clear winners, but. Um, maybe there are spots to buy into, but other than that, I don't really think there's too much uh, worthwhile to, to translate to the futures market right now. Probably a nice spot for Kenny Pickett gets to stay in Pittsburgh, but were you surprised he was the only one? I was, I was, I was expecting two quarterbacks. I also thought, uh, uh, you know, the, the 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 one rumor that I really bought into, I guess, was uh, Pittsburgh selecting Malik Willis. I was surprised that they went with Kenny Pickett over Malik Willis. Uh, I do think that, you know, Kenny Pickett obviously offers some things, but I'm not sure he offers too much differentiation than what they're already getting with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback. So I would have liked to see them probably go with, you know, a high upside type of player in Malik Willis uh, and really solidify that position. So that was maybe the one surprising thing. But I guess, yeah, the the talk about the quarterback class uh, and how, you know, NFL evaluators actually thought about them uh, came to fruition last night. I do expect to see, you know, two or three probably go, uh, within the first 10 or 15 picks here uh, of the second round. But, yeah, it was it was kind of surprising to see, you know, a, a position so highly valued uh, turn into a complete afterthought in the NFL draft. All right, let me give you some uh, fake prop bets, and I'm curious which way you'll go. Kenny Pickett starts 10.5 games next year. I'm going I'm going severely under on that. I, do, I don't think he comes anywhere close to that. I do think it's going to be Trubisky uh, to start if Trubisky plays well. Uh, it'll probably be him all season. So I do think it's going to be, I'd probably, I would only consider going over, I would say if I was getting like four and a half uh, as the number, but yeah, 10 and a half seems like it'll be uh, a stretch for him to get that involved uh, starting off here in Pittsburgh. Which non first round quarterback starts the most games next year? 
I'm going to say it's going to be Desmond Ritter when he gets drafted to Seattle here later today. <laughs> uh, I expect, expect him to, you know, probably maybe get the nod right away. Obviously, they might not want to throw him into the fire as quickly as possible, given the state of their uh, the rest of their roster. But I do think it's going to be Desmond Ritter probably starting, you know, upwards of 12 or 13 games in Seattle here next year is my bet. Ben Brown with us from Pro Football Focus. All right, one more. Who has the most sacks, Travon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, or Kayvon Thibodeau next season? I'm going to go with Thibodeau. I do think that, uh, you know, everyone – I need to see it from Trayvon Walker first, right? The production wasn't there whatsoever in college. So I do think, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau maybe carries a little bit of a chip on his shoulder here, uh, lands in a really good spot, and I do think he's going to be the guy uh, that ends up being the best edge rusher in this class. So I'm going with him in year one, and I'm going with him for the rest of his career as well. Give us another Jamar Chase from all these receivers. I mean, I, I'm still kind of intrigued by like a, a, the Sky Moore situation where he lands wide receiver out of Western Michigan. Uh, I think George Pickens makes a lot of sense as well, but uh, I, think, I think the Saints reached a little bit, little bit with Chris Olave. So if I was going to project one guy to be you know, the alpha one wide receiver from this draft class, I think I'm going to go with Jamison Williams. Uh, given you know where he's at already with his ACL injury, uh, the one guy that I believe can consistently win downfield offers a lot of high-end, uh, big-play type potential. So I like Jamison Williams to probably be the best wide receiver in this class. If you had to bake a number into a name, sort of like how there's a kicker with the last name Blewett, how does Pickett make you uh, feel at the quarterback position? I mean, it's got to be the worst last name then, right? I mean, outside of maybe a Sackett or something. I don't know. I think it's got to be pretty bad from an interception perspective. So, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, that's Minus two. another reason to knock that into that situation, right? All right. You said uh, you might go over if it was four and a half for Kenny Pickett. So, even with that in mind, what would you set his over-under on fumbles for his rookie season? 32? I mean, it's got to be pretty close to that. Those eight and a quarter inch hand size standing out of those NFL footballs. So uh, it's, it's nerve wracking to say the least. But yeah, it's, I've been I've been lower on Kenny Pickett, I would say, than everybody else. There are a lot of people. Uh, and I'm only going to probably hold that thought at least until we get into the season and he gives me some evidence to potentially change that. But right now, uh, I, I'm, I'm lower on Pittsburgh than what I was yesterday. I'll say that much. Was there a prop on the Georgia players? There was. I think it was four and a half. Um, is what I saw, basically 10-and-a-half SEC players, but four-and-a-half uh, Georgia players going in the first round. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of a clean – I mean, unbelievable. Uh, you know, defensively, I also thought George Pickens was maybe going to go in the first round as well, not for some character concerns. But, yeah, they, uh, they definitely brought it, I would say, from getting drafted, that's for sure. Well, he has been Brown from Pro Football Focus. Ben, as always, we appreciate awesome it. Awesome stuff, Ben. Thanks. Thanks, thanks guys. Have a great show. Uh, so there is Ben Brown. Yeah, the funny That's thing good. about Georgia is N'Kobe <laughs> Dean might have been the best player on Georgia's defense last year, and he was not one of right. the 700 Georgia defensive players that got drafted yesterday. <laughs> like He'll probably get drafted early today. But yeah, they. and by the way, um, just looking at, I don't even know who tweeted this, JPA football, best players still available. Two of the top three went to Georgia. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> N'Kobe <laughs> Dean and George Pickens. Like, oh, they still man. have... Like this the, would have been Mike Mayock's draft. They they played in the title game. He would have gotten like six yeah, Georgia players. He's Alabama though. Well, he's Alabama. He would have drafted a, a guard. Yeah. Yes, from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, he would have he would have ruined that and drafted the wrong team. Yeah, you draft the wrong team from the title game every <laughs> yeah. time. What a nightmare! All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Priest. 
Bischoff's Briefs. I'm asking you if you know the difference between right and wrong. I discovered at a very early age that if I talk long enough, I could make anything right or wrong. Bischoff's Briefs. So either I'm God or truth is relative. Bischoff's Briefs. And in either case, booyah. Bischoff's Briefs. Uh, Bischoff's brief today is going to take a little bit of a detour because I have an important question for you two. Uh, look in the rundown. I just posted a tweet in there from Vegas Rebel Drew. That's not the real B movie, right? The picture he sent me on Twitter is fake. Well, I th- it's from no. one of the trailers. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's Seinfeld. But uh, that's so- not what the movie looks like. No, 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 it's no, not what the no, movie looks no. like. No, it's, it's so, a picture. That's Jerry Seinfeld. It's a picture of Jerry Seinfeld in a bee costume. Right. That the movie is cartoon. You don't see Jerry Seinfeld. It's a cartoon it's movie. It's a cartoon okay. and he's a All bee. Right. It's just his voice. All right. But it that commercial, if I recall correctly, was him being like Steven Spielberg was going to direct the bee movie. And he was like, we're going to do everything with real effects. And that's the joke of the trailer. I, I thought it was very good. <laughs> is there a second one? Uh, I don't, Jared. I don't think because I googled no. it and it says is B movie two coming out. No, no. Why? I mean, unless lately, no. lately Jerry's been doing that whole. Oh, yeah. uh, if you guys can't handle comedy, you guys shouldn't. Co- like he's he's been on that weird edge of. You know, can't like we shouldn't cancel people. Type. This bee's name is Barry B. Benson. <laughs> yes. Yes. He says this is a stupid movie. Oh, it's, it's a B movie. It's fun. This is a stupid movie. All right, we're we're we got. Will you done. ever watch this movie? Probably not. Now I don't. You I don't watch actual good movies. I will see trailers for movies and be like, that looks good, and still not watch it. There's nothing I've seen about B movie that makes me think I'd want to watch it. So no. All right. Probably not. Uh, all right, I do want to do a little bit more on the NFL draft here. <laughs> uh, okay, um, I'll turn off my mic. Yeah, good job. Uh, first off, maybe the most important part of the night, what did you think of Derek Carr's haircut? Didn't like it. Oh, you didn't like the little mohawk no, he had I didn't going like on. It. I didn't like it. I think he's trying oh, too hard. Wow. He's making too much of an effort. Wow. Yeah, you, you liked it? I love the haircut. Really? Yes. No, I did not 100% like it. 100% like the haircut. No. Because here, here's the thing with Derek Carr. He is always the buzz cut quarterback. Well, he grew it out last year. He grew it out last year, and A.J. Cole, the punter, was like encouraging him to grow it out or whatever. But until then, he was always just the buzz buzz cut. cut. Like It was like, that's the haircut I got growing up because my parents never took me to get a real haircut. They just said, we'll just buzz your hair off every two months or whatever it was. That's what Derek Carr has been. He's pretty hot. Yeah, that's what Derek Carr has been for his entire life, basically. He grew it out last year, which isn't really a haircut. You're just letting it grow. He actually got a haircut, so I am I am all on board with the Derek Carr haircut. In. I think no. it I think it looks good too. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't see the buzz on the side until he turned that way, and then I really didn't like it. Oh, that's like the I didn't like it. Gives it a little bit of a mohawk. Very, very yeah. wide mohawk. <laughs> it's great. It's oh, a great haircut. No. I, I actually am pro that haircut only because Jared had that haircut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You did have that haircut. <laughs> That may have been more of just I needed to clean up what had happened the first time I tried. Like, I, I was cutting my own hair. 
What, did you get that haircut when the woman came in here? Is that what you got that day? No, she she did a really really good job. The problem is she like wanted you like wanted me to like put stuff in it, and I'm like <laughs> I treatment. Yeah, that's yeah. not happening. I I'm very much the guy who wakes up and goes shower. <laughs> Yikes! Ouch! Hey, you're the you're the two that have to live with me. I don't live with you. Thank God. <laughs> My son has at least forty products. Forty? He's I I I lost. He count. goes to the gym. He's got to keep it. I lost. He's count. gonna keep it tight. Yeah, I lost count. He, he, I, mean, I put stuff in my hair, but it's I shampoo and then one gel little hair gel thing. Yeah, hair gel. Yeah. For what else does he put in his hair? I have no idea. Paste, um, products. Are uh, you sinning? Huh? Are you sinning? You. Ed, are you... Is he trying to prevent balding yeah, is like, what Jared yes, is Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's like, does he think he's going to start balding? I have no idea what he's doing. I don't ask. <laughs> and, and don't even get me started on the beard trimmer he has. And how many shavers and beard Ooh. trimmers to have, the, to have the beard, like, perfect. I did get a great beard trimmer because Tyler at one point had a Manscaped... Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's not supposed to be used for your beard, but... Yeah. <laughs> It can be. It can function the same way. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, and they're all lined up in the bathroom, and I, I walk through, and I don't even, I don't ask questions. I don't want to ask questions. I'm I with don't you. ask questions. I, I use a shampoo, conditioner, and a little gel, and that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Done for the day. You use gel and then put a hat on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I never, I never thought of it that way, but yes, that's true. <laughs> All right, two other things from the NFL draft. <laughs> All right, no, 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 no. We're, we're, no. we're sticking with hair. No, I'm kidding. I found it very funny that the Detroit Lions turned in the number two overall pick like 13 seconds after the number one overall pick was taken, and they got Aiden Hutchinson. Right. He's going to make the Jags look dumb, isn't he? Like, he's going to be significantly better than Trevon yeah, Walker. But- if college is any indication, yes. Yeah, like he's going to, like, and the Lions were, and the Lions knew it. When the Lions yeah. know you messed up, you probably messed up pretty bad. Didn't you think there were a lot of pick is in before their time ran out? It was very fast. I and mean, I, it was like, well, listen, good, good. I don't know why, but we can give credit to Las Vegas and say put every draft in Las Vegas because these teams were moving. They were. That was, that, that was. That pick was in, and, and then they had to stop because they had so many commercials. Right. People buy time. <laughs> I wish, I wish every time the pick was in, they would have just got just it. That go. thing would have been over at like seven o'clock. Right. Would have been a fast drive. It, it still was a pretty fast drive. Yeah. But. 8.30. Yes. It was terrific how quickly they were oh. making picks. Because that's like, that's always sort of the annoying thing is like, especially the first few picks when. A, oh, they the, take it down to the end. And right. It's like, you know who you're taking. Right. You know who you're taking. Well, if you're picking number one, you know who you're taking. If you're taking number two, you only have to have two options, right? If they yeah. take the first guy We're you want, you guy. take the second guy. And so, like, the first few picks should go very, very quickly. And they don't. Usually, we're like, oh, we're 30 minutes in, and there have been two picks right. in the draft. Last night was great. They somehow get it to where, though, because of the East Coast and the news in the East Coast. Uh, last night, I know this well, because I was writing 832 is when it ended. Uh, looking at the clock. Um, but they do seem to get it over by 8.30 each time, which is 11.30. So you can't go you can't go to midnight in the East Coast. You can't have people waiting up for midnight to see who the, like, the 29th pick is. That's insane. Move to the West Coast. Yeah, Come on, get grow over, up. Get over yourselves. The West Coast is significantly better. So I just thoroughly enjoyed how quickly Detroit 
made that pick. I also found it funny the Packers drafted a linebacker with the pick they got from the Raiders. That's just funny. A linebacker. Quay Walker. How good is he going to be? I don't know. But one of the positions that you shouldn't put that much value into, and they used a first-round pick on him, that's just Josh McDaniel said, uh, we like what we did with Devontae, and we're sure the Packers are happy with their pick, too. (laughs) I don't think they are. I don't know about that. I don't think they should be happy because Devontae Adams is a little bit better.